Welcome to Talk About Town, a podcast about real estate and some other stuff. And now, your hosts, Mal and Neil. And welcome back all our loyal listeners to episode 15. We've got a pretty good one on the docket today. Neil. How's it going? Hey, what's up, man? Who you got over here? I have my good friend and fellow agent, Jeremy Judah. Hello, everybody. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. Appreciate taking your time out of a Saturday. I think this is our... No, we did Saturday two weeks ago, didn't we? We did Saturday two weeks ago, yep. This is not going to become... This is not going to become the norm. No, so. it can't be. It puts me under the gun for editing. Oh, and we usually do this on like Tuesdays or Wednesdays. But uh, anyways, yeah, thanks for taking time out of your Saturday and, and coming and sitting down with us for a little bit. Happy to be here. So, Oh, stay legal. Where oh, do you work? Yep. Uh, Jeremy Judah, again, with Weikert Realtors ABG Properties. Nice. nice. Covered. Good. Awesome. So since he's a real estate agent, let's jump into numbers. Yeah. We have somebody that can contribute, if not more than than we do um i have the the basic email pulled up from uh well no i don't i had it a minute ago but let's jump into the printouts then and i'll pull up the other ones while we're getting into it what do you see first thing well um things are softening a little bit but the emphasis on a little bit so um you got prices still rising but you're getting a few more listings um I think that um, these multiple offer situations are not as common, but not as common when common, you know, a couple months ago was every time you you go to buy or sell. As soon as something hit the market. Yeah. Right. Well, let me let me read this one real quick. The, the weekly, the same mm-hmm. week, the, the, the two little numbers. The listings for the same week, August 31st to... 2018 to 2019 yet 519 listings the same time frame in 2018 this year still 485 and then solds you had 489 solds 2018 this year it's 441 um so both of the numbers actually this year you just said things are softening or whatever i mean Mm -hmm. just for that just for that one week i mean there's 30 there and there's 40 there i guess uh so that's true. But anyways, back to the, the big the big overall numbers. Yeah, so um, the graph, like days on the market, for instance. Okay. Summertime graph, days on the market is low. In the winter, went way up. Mm-hmm. It's going back down. Da- it went back down. Now it looks like it's starting to try to make that climb again. But these numbers still, we talked about this on the last show. If you have a house that's priced at one hundred fifty thousand, it's in a decent spot in a decent condition. It's not setting for even what it was right here fifty days on market. No, because that's average. Yeah, that's and that right. That's bringing in all the four million dollar property. The big dog. That, yeah, that, so that you only have a select few buyers. So those for. numbers, I guess they're relative. But either way, okay, they they go up during January, February, March, and it looks like July, August, September. They're all kind of steadying out and if you look at september and october of last year i guess that 50 day mark is is the what we should be kind of expecting what about the price where are we at uh let me see price volume 1.5 million um yeah so overall you keep reading we keep reading i don't know if you all read the 
North, uh, the National Association of Realtor emails and all that good stuff, but it's supposed to all be, but I feel like they've been saying this for a year and a half that it's all supposed to be cooling off, but right. uh, whether it is or not, I guess time will tell. Well, the number that sticks out to me is that absorption rate number because you stay, you know, for the entire MLS, the mm. GLAR MLS, still under three months of inventory. That means, you know, for any of you people that don't understand absorption rate, um, non-realtors. School them. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, basically, if you were not to list another house, all of them would be gone in three months. Right. right. And that's that's every listing that's in our system. So that's, that's a pretty crazy number. I mean, um, you know, they say six months or longer, that would be a, a buyer's market. Yep. Under six months is the seller's market. Um, but this is a weird time because our rates are so low. Um, still. It's still still an unbelievable time to buy. And uh, we were talking about this before we went live. Just um, the numbers keep going up. So, I mean, that number, um, the, the sale price, the, the average sale price is up $16,000 from this time last year. So, um, well, $9,000 in average sale price, 16000 in median sale price. Um, still that's crazy that if you were thinking about selling it last year and you're like well let's just wait a little bit and now you just made an extra yeah. sixteen thousand dollars yeah <laughs> think, think about roi you're not going to get that in the stock market yeah yeah. So, yeah it looks like i had them reversed but average sale price 235 compared to 219 and median sale price 197 compared to 189 so yeah, yeah I mean, still those numbers you wouldn't think we I mean, if that's this is a running theme now we joke about it but the running theme is houses just keep going up and yeah. there's less of them out there so, uh, we, and I, we, I guess we all have buyers that are just getting priced out of markets. And, and I've heard too, on some of the other podcasts that people are taking breaks, like just telling their agents, look, I'm gonna take a break. Let's hit me back up yeah. in six months or so. Like, I just, I can't deal with it for right now. So, uh, just, it's frustrating. So, I mean, like I said, we, we're all, it's not just here and it's not just on the East coast, West coast, blah, blah, blah. It's everybody. So. I, think I always say, you know, you got to try to find value within the marketplace. You know, the the greatest deal ever may not be out there, but you can still find value within the marketplace oh, yeah. if you're patient. There's yep. still money to be made. And so. just, you know, it's it's easy to get frustrated. One thing I've seen in, in the past few years, as opposed to the first five years that I was doing this, um, is just how many deals fall apart. Because, because things are moving so quickly, mm-hmm. people I feel like are just rushing into it like and then they get it and they're like oh crap what do i do now right and you know as they've been in multiple offer situation after multiple offer situation they finally get one and then they got cold feet and they want out um we i think we talked about this a few episodes ago i had read a an article where younger people are having more buyer's remorse and a lot of it's because of the tight market and they see a house they're like okay we got to do it today and well, they don't they don't think about it. That's why they created the active under contract for us. Because right. people were pending it in one day and then it was falling apart. Well, I mean, and you don't want to have to rush into the biggest decision of your life right. financially, right? I mean, and, and that's kind of the market that we're in. Um, I mean, and, and again, there is some we've we've had some settling down in the past several months. It's not moving quite like it was, but yeah, I mean, if you if you're making your first home purchase you know, you want to, you want to come in, you want to bring your mom and dad for, you know, take a look and then, yep. you know, but if you wait, then it's gone. And so there, there's that pressure and, and it's not created by us. We don't want, we don't want our buyers to feel pressure, but no. we just kind of, you know, this is the way it is. Yeah. Unfortunately. Well, I, yep. you know, several months ago, this was a, a moderately priced home. We were the first showing because we, they listed it that night. 
We were we went in the morning. I had written the offer. They said if we like it, which I think we will, we'll sign it there and send it. Mm-hmm. Went there, they loved it, signed it, sent it. Heard back from her. Oh, sorry. Look, we we're gonna have to go to multiple offer situation. I've got one site unseen. I've got my phones blowing up. We're not gonna be able to accept this right now. It was just nuts. I ended up finding them something, uh, but it was it was that crazy. And you almost feel like deadlines are even a waste of time. Oh yeah. Putting as a buyer, like, hey, you got till five o'clock tonight. And they're like, no, we're not gonna listen to that. Yeah. Nah. We'll get back to you in a couple of days, and we'll let you know how many offers we have. <laughs> yeah. So it's the the sight unseen is always crazy yeah, to me. You get that too. The yeah. house behind me, I told you, was she wrote an offer sight unseen, like it just hit the market, and I'm like, I got an offer. I'm like, I haven't even had a showing yet. Like, right. It's crazy, crazy times. All right, that's enough with the numbers. So let's talk about let's talk about something different here. Let's talk about our guests that we haven't heard. Okay, so Jeremy is a very good friend of mine. Nice. Of course, we work in the same industry. Made sense to have him as a guest. I value his expertise as a realtor. Nice. But I value his expertise in food in Louisville more than anything okay well let's do our six pack okay we're we'll... gonna open the six pack <laughs> all right rapid fire six questions number one cats or cards cards finally i feel I like know. we, we were, were running like six we had a in bunch a row. of we had a bunch of cats fans Freaking cats. any fans. further qualification or just just a one word answer that's it no no that's okay. you answered that's it right there all right my time my question here um hometown where are you from Louisville. Nice. Fifth generation. Oh, nice. Fourth nice. on one side, fifth on the other. So okay. been here a while. Hell yes. All right. Um, favorite vacation spot. I don't know if I've been to my favorite vacation spot Perfect. yet. I was gonna say you don't you don't have to have been there. But but, yeah. but uh but you know, we, we go to Edisto Beach, South Carolina. I don't want to tell too many people about it. But <laughs> I've been there but, and uh, I love it. It's but yeah, my wife's awesome. family goes there every other year and um I, I really look forward to that vacation. We went to the pig is there, is the Piggly Wiggly still there? The pig is gone. Damn. Oh, there's man. a new there's a new grocery. It's well, it's the same grocery. Um, it's one of those three letter groceries. I can't remember, but it's but it's no longer the pig. Yeah. Well, me and Carissa, and we'll get back to the questions. Me and Carissa, when I when we were started dating, I mean Jesus Christ, I don't know how long ago it was, but uh, we literally picked up my car from the shop. Here's how smart I was at the time. Picked up the car from the car shop and drove it to Edisto Island. We had like probably like. Three hundred dollars between both of us. We went and stayed there for like four days. But uh, we rented some. We rented like a little studio place on the beach. Never been there. We took some dude took us fishing in the bay or whatever. We went to the Piggly Wiggly and we ate at one restaurant. And we were home like three days later. But no, it's uh, I haven't been there in like fifteen. The great thing about it is, I mean, there's nothing there except for the beach. And there's you know, it's forty five minutes from Charleston. So if you want to go and you know get get into some hustle and bustle, you can. And there's obviously a lot of good food in Charleston, but, um, but yeah, I mean, you go to the, you go to Edisto, you're really just there to veg, you know. It's not a kid for you, right. your kids are gonna be bored out of their mind. <laughs> my kids love it. Do they? they the yeah. beach is fun. They, yeah. yeah, I mean, they they you know my kids they're they were maybe it's just ingrained in them from the you know, but they're they're water kids. They love nice. it. Yeah. So they they just they're happy to be at the beach all day. Cool. Honestly. All right. Well, I'm switching. Or good answer. Uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm switching number four and number six because number four would be a perfect segue. So uh, yes, number six, um, on your tombstone, what what would you want? What do you want on your on tombstone? your tombstone? 
Oh, here uh, was. meatballs, bacon, and I knew, yeah, I knew he was gonna but get you that. You can take it anyway. I know. All right, I was gonna say. <laughs> I, I knew when I read that, like that can go. It's a double. Yeah. Arm I, okay. I, I'm not gonna be able to come up with something. Uh, <laughs> I know that was you know, a tough one. <laughs> he was a dude. All right, there you go. Here lies the dude. All right, go with number five. All right. Uh, what human. do you do? Human, no more, no less. Yeah. <laughs> what do you do when you're not working? What do I do when I'm not working? Well, I do have three small children, relatively small. That's uh, how Neil and I got connected. We've Our kids go to the same school. Nice. Um, and uh, so I spend a lot of time with the family, married. Uh, actually just celebrated 13 years of marriage and 20 years together to today. Quote, Congrats. So, Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I, I do like hanging out with them. I like, I'm, I like to be active. I uh, used to play a lot more sports, but my body doesn't let me anymore, sadly. It's part but, of it. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I mean, that's, you know, hanging out with family, eating, of course, we're going to get to that. But, but, uh, but yeah, that's, you know, I'm pretty much boring these days. You know, I used, <laughs> I used, to, I used to be, yeah. yeah, I used to be more, <laughs> but yeah, but hanging out, we went to the zoo this morning actually to see the new, um, the, elephant. the new elephant, oh, yeah. the baby elephant. So yeah, just. You know, that's pretty much it. I cool. suggested a name on their Facebook page. Did you? The, yeah. Bodie uh, McBoatface? No, it was <laughs> Trunky McTrunkface. Okay, close <laughs> I think they're going to pick that. Right. I think they be. will. All right, last question. Favorite restaurant? So this is kind of an impossible question to answer so, yeah, for me, right. honestly. It's a great segue. All right, um, let's go. You know, because we could go by um, genre or ethnicity or... Um, Location. Your final meal, you're you're on death row, and they're like, "We're Ooh. gonna bring you one." This, where's this? Where's it coming from? What, bring me a steak uh, or? A, from, yeah, from I mean, where? I I love, you know, I love Asian food of all kinds. Mm-hmm. At one of my favorite restaurants in town is a place called Nom Nom Cafe, mm-hmm. um, which is in St. Matthews, and uh, they have um, just it's they have a bunch of stuff. But one, my favorite dish there is the rice plate with mini salad. Um, I don't know if that would be my go-to meal if i was you know on death row or if i was you know my last <laughs> but meal it ranks up there i guess but it's it's a, yeah i mean it but um you know i always say asian food is kind of my health food so i try to i try to eat better than i did when i was a kid i still love a good burger um but um but yeah so i can eat asian and eat really healthy i love um poke bowls that's that's we'll get to that too but mm-hmm. i need um i need more places to have poke bowls which is basically deconstructed sushi they're big in hawaii um so yeah, I mean I don't know. It'd probably it would probably be something Asian though. Okay. Kind of, yeah. All right. Well, let's just keep talking about food things. I'm starving anyways. Yeah. Really. So uh, that's the best the best time to talk about it. Right. right yeah. <laughs> uh, so keep going about the poke bowl. Poke bowl. So yeah, I mean a poke bowl is uh, again deconstructed sushi. So pretty much anything you can get in your favorite sushi roll, it's in a bowl. You start with rice usually as your base, but you could get lettuce or whatever. Um, and then you add your proteins, your toppings. There's a place called Poke Hana downtown that is one of my favorite places. And like 10 bucks, you get a, you know, it's a meal. And you start with your rice or whatever your base and pick it up. It's kind of like going to Subway, but with sushi. Okay. And so you go down the line and you just tell them what stuff you want on it. For, for 10 bucks, you get, or maybe it's 11 bucks now, but you get two proteins. So I usually get the tuna and the shrimp. Um, and then you add your sauces and your, you know, you can get sesame seeds and crunch and whatever. Um, there's, that's pretty much the only place that's totally dedicated to poke bowls in this city. But I do think they're going to be more. There's, there's, uh, you can get a poke bowl actually at Drake's, believe it or not. You can get one at, um, there's a place called Bento way out in Middletown that's oh, really Saki good. Blue. 
Sake Blue is, uh, you know, they're going to have really good sushi, but having a, having a poke bowl is probably not on their menu. Damn. So um, that's, where, that's where we usually get sushi. Yeah. I love that place. I've actually never been to Sake Blue. I've tried to go a couple times, but every time there's like an hour and a half wait. Well, that's so. a good sign then. Yeah. That's where, that's where we, we, we experiment with other sushi, but that's our staple. Yeah. There's a little sushi place that I went with uh, Shauna, who is our broker that we all know, mm-hmm. uh, over in um, St. Matthew's by the post office and um, Trader Joe's and all that. Sakura Blue? Yeah. Yep. That place was That's good. good, too. Yeah. It's tucked back in there, though. You can yeah, really it see is. it back in there. Well, that, I know that kind of the history of that restaurant. It used to be a restaurant called Bonsai, owned by a guy named Jay, who I think now owns Sake Blue. And um, it's all he, connected. he yep. that restaurant was right behind the WW Cousins in oh. DuPont Circle. And um, now it's Dr. Perlmutter's, uh, yep. the braces. That's where my yeah, kids orthodontics. get their, their teeth. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's a totally different building. It's been redone, you know, like, well, torn down and redone. But, um, but yeah, there was when well, Raj was one of the cooks. And Raj now owns Wishi Sushi on, on Taylorsville Road. And um, I, always, I always got... Like when ordered from the grill, I got double fried rice, no no vegetables, and he would give me like this ridiculous portion, and he was you know he was I was like I do think there's a limit, he's like I want to see what that is, and uh, <laughs> never we never figured it out because I always ate as much rice as he would give me, um, but yeah and so there's but a lot of these places are connected, but Caesar he the the guy have you ever heard of Juno it's in Hillview now he just opened it up like two or three weeks ago. He's from Saki Blue. Supposedly he was the. This is all stuff I've read on Facebook. But supposedly yeah. he was the chef at Saki Blue or something. Now, and now he just opened up his own restaurant in Hillview. I know a lot of people Juno's. from that area that go to Saki Blue all the time. So Hell they're going to yes. do great, I'm sure. Everybody loves it. I haven't been there yet, but uh, well, Mal, place for you to try also if you like Thai food at all. There's a place called Salatai. You been there? Uh, no, I don't think. You know what? Yeah, I have been there. <laughs> Is that over in uh, Glenmary? Is that where it's over? Right by Glenmary, yeah. Okay, yeah. There's a like an Outback Steakhouse or whatever, and I don't know if I already mentioned that, but anyway, yeah, it's it's uh, just past the Gene Snyder and really good Thai food, and they, um, you know, because we're so used to our restaurant rows, quote unquote, Frankfurt Avenue, Bardstown Road, mm-hmm. and I always say I will travel for food, so if I know it's there, now Solitai, yeah, yeah Solitai I knew about before because they were in Hurstburn, but I was going to a development. And I saw it, you know, there's a development, um, just on the other side, like these condos on the other side. Mm-hmm. And, um, my uncle used to build over there anyway. Um, it was, uh, yeah, I was like, I rediscovered it. And, um, yeah, I mean, I'll go to the South end. I'll go to the West end, East end. We got to find the good food. Well, we, we went to a place. It's one, two years in a row now, the best cheeseburger in the state. It's called Red Castle. It's in Hodgenville and you got, it's downtown Hodgenville mm-hmm. and we'll make that trip once every three months or so and that's it's a, a decent you know hour you know whatever wherever you're coming from but the cheeseburger is well, it's been it's voted two years in a row for the best cheeseburger in the state so <laughs> legit is it like a classic diner burger yep that's what it is it's kind yeah. of my favorite burger yeah. honestly and Just a little like, old lady it's probably 85 years old makes them yeah she's <laughs> super, super melty cheese yeah they're they're kind of smaller so you gotta get yeah. a double cheeseburger but yeah. they are they load them up with and supposedly they have a secret menu. I'm telling everybody, but okay. uh, I don't know anything except for one thing. It's called the garbage burger. And supposedly the locals, or whatever, they come in there at the end of the day, and they'll scrape the grill off, oh. 
take it all piled up and then put a burger on top of it and smash it in and cook all the onions and all that stuff in there and make the garbage burgers. So the word's out, but supposedly there's all kinds of other stuff, but that's the only thing I've ever heard, caught wind of. And I'm never in there that late, like usually in the middle of the afternoon, but uh, I bet it's good, but I bet it's a yeah. detox. And oh, clean. yeah. You <laughs> got to take a few days off oh, uh, on like just uh, lettuce. For... <laughs> you, ever, you ever heard of that show Secret Eats with Adam Richman? He yeah. Was, he was the former um, man versus food guy. Yep. And so it's kind of a cool show. I, I, the, it's all about like hidden menus and, and, um, and, and not just hidden menus, but hidden restaurants, like the ones that are, you know, you got to go through a building and there's no signage and you got to knock on a door. (laughs) Uh, and then you walk in and there's this amazing restaurant, speakeasy restaurants Yeah, (laughs) and he goes all over the world. Yeah. I mean, that would, that would be a pretty good job. I I would not mind having that job. Yeah. Anything that involves going and, trying foods all over the world yeah. like you don't get any better than yeah that. well there's the carnival carnival eat show on cook, cook and it's like i would like that show for i think i would like to do that for like a month maybe and right. then i would probably die yeah <laughs> well i feel like they're trying to make that um what's his name off top chef he's got a show now where he goes around the world and cooks food with people and, all that and stuff like i feel like they're trying to segue into taking anthony Bourdain's place right which will never i don't think that's i don't even know that's possible that, that but, was yeah, that's. It's, I don't think you could ever replace him, especially with. I can't think of the guy's name. The blonde dude, it's Richard on, Blaze. I don't know the guy's on Top Chef on Fox or whatever. He's got all the. No, no. Oh no, 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 no not no. the Top Chef. You're talking about um, Gordon Ramsay. Yes, Gordon Ramsay. Right, oh yeah, yeah, he's got a show now where he, it looks like I've I've only seen the commercials for it, but he travels around. He cooks food with like local people and all. It kind of feels like maybe what, like I said, Anthony Bourdain. Used I don't to think do, he but. has the. Uh, the swag, the, yeah, the, the kind of universal appeal no, that Anthony no, Bourdain has. No. Anthony Bourdain was eight feet taller than everybody else, and still kind of mingled and fit right. in with everybody. <laughs> he was, he was, yeah. And it's, it's just, you know, it's just super sad, you know, that he could, because yeah. he was, he was such an awesome contributor. Well, that job right there, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if you can beat that job. Like literally eating everywhere, every restaurant he went to, like, you know, those plates cost like a thousand dollars. He's like, bring me another one of these. Bring one of these. Well, and. Um, <laughs> I guess um, the new Chappelle special. He mentions. That, oh yeah, the very that, beginning. You know, you're having a great job is not going to save you from no. from a life of misery, even I really, guess. which yeah. is kind of crazy. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. We were kind of talking about the Dave Chappelle. Yeah, there's a, no way. Uh, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, uh, you have any other? Well, well, well stuff? I wanted to throw out what I what I, has been fun now that Jeremy and I have become friends. We'll go out to eat for lunch every now and then bounce ideas off of each other and you know my wife and i and and me we have i've got like a certain few little places that i go and i'm always my world is opened up because jeremy will take me to places i've never heard of what, hell yes what was the place uh chicken and me or something that you took me to chicken and me on lower brownsboro we went <clears throat> we went to shriji which is a mm-hmm. all vegetarian indian street food place oh, on he took you there I yep. you well um <laughs> there's you know i I feel like the pressure is always on me. We have this little lunch group, and I, I have to come up with you the place. You have to pick that, the spot every yeah, time. Yeah, can't I, let them down. Yeah, but come he vetoes place. places occasionally. Oh, no shit. Well, <laughs> you, don't wanna, you don't want to go there. Yeah. You, 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 yes. don't, you don't like that. Like, like I said, I mean, I, I'm not a I, – one thing I will mention that's um, – I'm not I'm not an industry professional, and I'm not a culinarian, but I, I love to eat more so than I love to cook. But, you know, there's Yelp is kind of like a necessary evil, and, mm-hmm. and I think if you ask anybody in the industry – you know what they think of a quote unquote elite Yelper. It's a pretty dubious distinction. You know, they hate Yelp, but, um, 
you know, it does tell me when new restaurants are coming out and it's like, this is probably worth a try. And you can, especially if you're in a new place, it's uh, like in a new city or whatever. That's you what can, I you use can, it on vacation You can lot. use it for, yeah, like you can get, if, if you look at all the different food review places, you know, TripAdvisor, all, and, and it's consistently rated highly, it's probably a pretty good place. Right. There's always one person that was the worst meal of their life. But, uh, but my worst point service, is, yeah. Yeah, my, my point is, you know, I, I, I look at these things and I'm, you know, I'm always looking for a new place to go. And, um, and I'm willing, like I said before, I'm willing to go all over the city to find it. And, um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's, it just, I feel like food brings people together. And, and again, I'm not, I'm not a chef. I'm not a, I'm not a true expert, but, um, you know, I'm really passionate about this city and for the size of the city, we have such good food mm-hmm. and so yeah, much of it. Yep. And, uh, we're really lucky, you know, and, and again, like, um, you know, what better way to get to know somebody than to go share a meal with them. For sure. I had Jeremy over one day this week. I smoked some wings. Hell yeah. And then he worked some magic with a bunch of condiments and sauces. <laughs> and it was amazing. Nice. Neil made some good wings. Well, he had to, he had to redeem himself. The, the smoker wasn't working the first time. And so he was disappointed. He knew he could do better. And, uh, and yes, he, he hit the mark the second time. It was, it was much improved. And yes, I, I just took a bunch of different sauces that he had and made our own wing sauce, but it was, yeah, it was good stuff. We ate almost three pounds. of wings. <laughs> it was good. <laughs> well, my wings that I posted on Facebook the other day taste like shit. Oh, that sucks. Um, yeah. That was my first go at them. Um, you know, my step Cindy and, and Lacey, they all thought that they were good, but just to my, my standards, I guess they just weren't. When I, when I ruined it before I had to do, my smoker was broken. I had to do indirect heat and I had a faulty thermometer. So I, the stove, I think, or, or oh, that's on the grill. Oh, that's right. Yeah, and uh, that kind of sucked. But now my smoker is back in operation. So watch out, stuff is happening now. Yeah. I'm gonna do some pork steaks this week. Have you ever heard of pork steaks? Uh, like it's like a Midwest thing out in Kansas, Kansas City, all that stuff, whatever. It's a certain cut. They just but you smoke it, and uh, they look badass. So nice. I'll let you know how that turns out. <laughs> so. Sometimes, sometimes you, the only way you're going to learn stuff is by trying it. Like I said, and all I did was in my meat smoking groups, I got in there and I was like wings, got all these tips. Like this is what this guy did. This is what this guy did. And I kind of put them all together and I went to try to get them crunchy. I put, um, corn, uh, starch on them or whatever. Mm -hmm. Cornmeal. Yeah, whatever. And I put too much. So Uh, it pretty much put a coating of starch on there which if you go light it absorbs it and makes yes. them crunchy and, yep. they, and they supposedly they turn out like they were fried like they get a nice breading on well mine were still kind of white when they were done <laughs> it's all it an just, experiment yeah so I, I learned from my next batch better be better yeah but uh anyways all right well let's talk i mean we're running out of days here to smoke meats anyway you want to talk about the weather for a minute jesus christ we haven't had rain in like well i feel like fall is going to be something that we tell our grandkids about yeah as a memory back when i was a kid there was this season called fall yeah well the thing is too all these with these droughts the trees the leaves are just gonna like all of them we're gonna wake up one day and they're always gonna be dead yeah. on the ground i feel like there's no in between you know either it's, it's been always like raining or it's always dry yes and uh yeah i mean and and we're still at a surplus right now like almost seven inches of rain right now even though we're in the middle oh, of a drought geez. that's yeah. how much rain we got and a few then, months ago, and now and we haven't my, had rain in three weeks. Yeah, and my HVAC, <laughs> which I had talked about probably needing to upgrade, you finally uh, kicked the can, and we had my. It was mid eighties in my house yesterday. That has been taken care of, but it I would was assume those unpleasant. guys are working overtime. 
All of them, I bet. Yes. I just, they're on call. I mean, well, like I said, so many people's, their air conditioner are running nine. At nighttime, it's getting down in the upper 70s, yes. which is like stupid. Like, we're just not getting a break from it. But, uh, no, it's horrible. Yeah. Um, well, what else we got? Football? Well, football, I think uh, the Cards have played two games since we last uh, put out an episode. Uh, we had gone to that uh, thing with Satterfield. Yep. He kind of tempered expectations, but was very positive. And so far, it's all coming to fruition. Like kind of, kind of yeah. what he said. So. Well, but, you know, they use that word culture a lot. It's a cliche, but supposedly that's what. But it, it seems to seems to be working. I, I think it looks different already. Oh yeah, the product. Well, yep. it's already it's already changed the expectations of fans. You know, you you go from thinking, okay, if we can win three or four games great you know we're and, and it looks like they're playing hard but now people are like well maybe we can get to a bowl game yeah and bowl game, uh, that word's being thrown around yeah I mean, it is card's got a tough schedule but i don't think it's out of the realm of possibility and um we definitely have some talent like people you know like oh you know there, there really isn't a, you know but apparently there is some talent he definitely said running was, back he said there was talent no depth yep right if your one yep. goes down we're in trouble yep. but but you you know they played what they say they played like 11 guys on the defensive line mm-hmm. in the first three uh possessions or okay. the first three series on defense last week so um i mean we don't have anybody on defense that weighs over 260 pounds that plays Damn, um, but they're they can move yeah and, and that's good for pass rush for sure and they play a three four um so that means the uh the, the linebackers have to fill those gaps mm-hmm. and um they're I don't know. I mean, like, there's just, it's night and day between this year and last year. And, I mean, effort, effort wise, that's yep. all that. Well, right. I was fully prepared when we opened against Notre Dame to watch the first quarter, be frustrated, and turn it off. Yeah. And I watched the whole game because it stayed. When we punched them right back. Yep. I was like, what? Yeah. The I mean, hell you, you expected to be um, 35 nothing at halftime yes. or whatever. Exactly. And, and uh, the fact that we were quote unquote competitive, really, I mean, Juwan Pass didn't play great. If 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 he doesn't turn the ball over three times, um. I don't know that we would have won the game, but we definitely would have been more competitive. That's right. He may want to change his name to Jawan RPO. But they said, <laughs> but they said he didn't do that during practice at all. Like right. that wasn't that, had, that was that wasn't an issue all summer until those few series there yep. where it got it got weird. Well, one thing so, Coach uh, Satterfield mentioned when he first met Jawan when he first got to campus was that he had never seen anybody that down, that dejected, that right. low. And um, so he's had to build him back up. I mean, because the dude's, I mean, he definitely looks the part. He's mm-hmm. like 6'4", 240 pounds. He and, chose Louisville over Alabama, Auburn, and like freaking Ohio State yeah, or something. He, it was he all was, them. He was a, I watched him pick up the hat, and I was like, no a, way that guy just yeah, picked Four-star recruit. Yeah, yeah so highly recruited. So he came recruited. in, and then all of a sudden it just. And I was listening to a podcast uh, recently, and they were kind of highlighting how a good quarterback doesn't live a life like anyone knows. From being a kid, oh, you throw the ball well, you get treated different. You move up the levels, and the every time way. you do, you're treated differently than other people and other players. That makes sense. Yeah, and he he was not living up to his expectations, and that'll get you down. Yeah. Well, I mean, and yeah, there's obviously a lot of pressure that goes along with that position, but I think um, if he can just if he can just be a little more active, if he can if he can be a sixty percent, sixty four percent, a random number, but yeah. if he can be somewhere over sixty percent completion percentage, then then we can be pretty darn good on offense. Yeah. Because uh, the running backs are looking good. And he and he does yep. move well for his size. And then throw Malik Cunningham, um, who is, uh, you know, the other the, the backup quarterback right now. But that guy just gives you a different dimension. 
He's so fast. Yeah. Satterfield yeah. said it's not, I mean, the job's not 100% Puma still. Like, you know, he still might get that right. spot, you know, so just because well, of the different, what he brings to the field, he's a totally different style and right. the well, edge and all that good stuff. And I think that's another thing is like he can't have that in the back of his head. It's like, you know, back of his mind, I'm not going to be out here if I don't perform well. He, he still needs to go out and do his job. But I think that regardless of how he performs, you're still going to see Malik Cunningham just, you know, in different roles, whether it's, taking snaps to the quarterback or you know because how him, good he is I mean, yeah, I mean he's, right. he's gotta give him the ball he's a dynamic playmaker yeah. and you need those guys on the field I mean anyway yeah well shout out to uh, real quick Sunday football a former card um, this past week Lamar Lamar he uh, he I think he had the first opening day five touchdown performance uh, since Peyton Manning and something about his QB debut. rating for yeah I forget what that was. One like the one fifty three point eight, I think, which okay. is the highest. Pretty perfect. Yes. Yeah, so you said seventeen perfect. to twenty, three hundred twenty four yards. Yeah, and what he said, what he tweet or whatever, not bad for a running back. Yeah, right yeah. So, yeah. So, they, they asked him in the press so shout, <laughs> Yeah, shout out Lamar. <laughs> not bad for a running back. Yeah. yeah, not bad. All right. Well, uh, I mean, speaking of Louisville, we're gonna wrap up, but I mean, they kick off in like two hours against WKU. So yep. And WKU yet that led that game. All but the last five minutes of it last year, so let's hope that doesn't happen. We'll see this what happens. Year. Can we yeah. say one thing about that? Nashville. How stupid is it that in our own hometown we can't watch this game? I mean, we can watch it on WatchStadium.com, but why can't it be on any platform that right. ESPN oh, offers? Out? Well, no, we're, it's, it's, just it's just not offered. Carried, yeah. It's not offered. We're, we're in the ACC. Oh, nobody. ESPN it owns our rights, but we can't watch the game on ACC Network. We can't watch it on ESPN. It's not on ESPN. Plus or ESPN yeah. streaming device anywhere, you well, know. I didn't know that. Watchstadium.com. Right. That's right. the only way we can watch it. So, watch stadium. All right. Well, yeah. there you go. Well, all right. Yeah. Well, that's there, all it's, I've got. It's festival season, so everybody go out, enjoy yourself. There's all kinds of festivals coming up. Um, it's possible that this could be our last episode. I've come down with an awful disease. Uh, I can't stop t- telling airport jokes. The doctor says it's terminal. Um, ah, I was wondering where he was going with it. Like, my bad. My, my eyeballs <laughs> over here, I'm like, huh? <laughs> I know. <laughs> I gotta start learning all this computer stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Well, uh, thanks, Jeremy, for joining. Yeah. Us. Thanks for being here. This has I, been a lot I really of fun. Appreciate it. Thank you for having me. That's all I've got. Neil, you got anything else? No, that's it. Uh, thanks to everybody for checking out episode 15. Talk to you guys later. Thanks. Go cards. Thanks for listening to Talk About Town. Don't forget to like and follow us on social media. Our music was composed by Andrew Codeman. Make sure to join us next time. Malachi Hadley and Neil Cox are realtors with Smith & Wilson Realty.